Welcome to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music, including my new track, Dog Park, is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Keith Richards. To me, the main thing about living on this planet is to know who the hell you are and to be real about it. That's the reason I'm still alive. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 97. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you this week during a solar eclipse. Had fun watching the footage of it traveling across the United States with my grandmother and Copper the Wonder Golden at Golden Age Manor in Amory, Wisconsin. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Busiest night I've ever seen there. Topped off by a surly, the craft beer, party. Thursday, Brian K. Johnson and myself jammed at Tuttle's in Hopkins, Minnesota. Guest singers Allie Gray and Steve Merrill helped put the show over and was a blast brainstorming future top five episode ideas. My apologies to Rachel for my comments on the Richard Marks song, Angelina. Friday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota. Fun night out in the patio, and great to see that Stu is back from his one-month Lucky's probation. Saturday, played a solo show at Harbor Bar in Hager City, Wisconsin. Thanks to Angie for the 10-plus years of support at the Harbor. Upcoming shows. Wednesday. August 23rd, 2017, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, August 24th, Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, August 25th, I'll be playing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, August 26th, Brian K. Johnson... Brian Ricochet, Leger, and myself will be doing a wedding show in Menominee, Wisconsin. Sunday, August 27th, Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Paradise Landing in beautiful Balsam Lake, Wisconsin from 4 to 7 p.m. Guest this week is part three of three with the frontman slash singer-songwriter of the iconic Twin Cities rock band Flame and O's, Robert Wilkinson. We discuss legendary nights at the Longhorn, Flamingo to Flamin' O's, 
the popular song I Remember Romance, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Robert Wilkinson, welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode three with Robert of the famous band Flaming O's. We're still here at Hi-Fi Hair and Records in Minneapolis. Thanks for doing a part three there, Robert. Grateful to be here, man. Uh, love hanging out, chit-chatting and lollygagging with you, Mark. So, uh, yeah, it's all cool. We're in a good spot. A lot of great energy and love and vibes here. Uh, you can't go wrong if you're uh, back in the hallway of Hi-Fi Records and, uh, and hair. So Very cool. So doing this podcast, we're approaching 100 episodes. I've heard a lot of stories from the suburbs and all those guys about the Longhorn Bar here in Minneapolis. And yeah. I remember I ran into you at a summer party at my good friend Mike McDonough's place with Wade and those guys. Yeah, and, um, I love Wade. Oh, Wade will be on. Wade Madsen will be soon. Awesome. Um, And uh, uh, anyway, so yeah. I was asking you about some history of the Longhorn. So yeah. just, do you have some overall thoughts on what it was like? Were you the first band to ever play there? We were the first band to play the Longhorn. Um, I think um, if you really want a, a great, you know, uh, um, uh, history and, and to really uh, to get some insight to that whole scene, uh, people might want to pick up Sin Collins' book, Complicated Fun. Yeah. Because there you have the artists talking about what it was like to be in that scene, who were, who created that scene, who were the artists making the music and stuff. Um, that scene happened, you know, it was kind of the equivalent to what was going on in other parts of the world, in London and New York. It was, you know, in, in, in London you had the New York Dolls and the Clash and, and all this stuff happening in New York. Uh, you had the uh, uh, Ramones and Patti Smith and uh, Talking Heads and all this stuff was starting up New York Dolls and and uh, in Minneapolis here it was started with the Longhorn. It was a bunch of us. Um, you know, we didn't really have what was known as an original music venue at that time. There were clubs. We were all playing clubs and stuff, but we were doing a lot of covers. And um, my band Prodigy, before we became Flamingo. Um, we were still doing covers. I mean, I love to do covers. I love doing Stone songs and Bowie songs and stuff. And we'd mix them up with the originals and stuff. And we were kind of starting to get some notice and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like there were this two, this place we started playing called the Blitz Bar underneath the strip joint. I think it was across the street from uh, where the Longhorn was. Uh, it was... Uh, all of a sudden, we were down there, and there was all of a sudden we met like Curtis A, and he had a band called Thumbs Up at the time. Uh, Slim Dunlap was in that, and then Suicide Commandos, and I remember those were the three bands. We Prodigy changed its name to Flamingo uh, around 77, uh, late 76, 77. And, uh, Why'd you change it? What, what's the name? Of, why'd you call it Flamingo? 
Um, I, it was just a name that Jody Ray, our bass player at the time, we were trying to think of names, and it was kind of kitschy. It was kind of, um, kind of, uh, kind of, uh, kind of retro, kind of vintage, kind of kitschy, kind of nouveau. Um, because we were all, we used to wear like a lot of retro vintage clothes and stuff. Uh, we'd go to vintage shops and, and buy jackets, women's jackets and clothes and blouses and stuff. And we just, Flamingo was a name that was thrown out to Jody Ray. We were in the car trying to think of names riding along one day. He threw it out and we kind of looked at each other and kind of thought, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, that kind of, you know, what is that, you know. What does that make people think of? And, you know, we just thought it was kind of cool. It sounded cool, and we thought, you know. And so we we settled on it, for better or worse. And uh, so we we changed to Flamingo. And and then we started playing as Flamingo and working on some uh, originals and stuff like that. And I, I think it just came to a head where the bands like Commandos, uh, uh, Kurt, and Thumbs Up, and Us... Uh, well, we knew everybody at Orfolk Jokopas, Peter Jesperson, and uh, there was a local writer, Andy Schwartz, and stuff, and uh, just the musical community. We had a meeting, and we were trying to think of where we could, you know, let's find a venue, let's start our uh, original music scene here. And it came to pass where uh, we all met Jay, and Jay opened up the Longhorn. It was a jazz bar before, and then in 19, I think it was 77, the Longhorn opened and started playing, uh, started featuring original music, punk, new wave, original indie, whatever you want to call it, you know. I think Commandos were kind of known for their punk uh, aesthetic. We were kind of known for kind of a punkish pop, uh, new wavish aesthetic, you know. Um, and um, so this was all of a sudden we had this venue that was not going to be known for its original music. Um, it opened up, I think, uh, the summer of 77, and Flamingo was the first band to play there. We knew Jay. We had played a private party for Jay. Jay, who was the owner of the Longhorn, great guy. Um, and we, yeah, we were the first band to play it. And uh, from then on, it, you know, uh, bands that were coming through town, uh, we, off we opened for Elvis Costello on his first tour. Mink DeVille out of New York. Uh, the only ones came over from England. Uh, we opened for them one night. Um, Talking Heads, we opened for them. Uh, the Dead Boys, we opened for out of Cincinnati. Uh, so all these bands, these new wave, these punk bands and stuff, out on tour, their very first tour going through the country, of course, would stop at the Longhorn in Minneapolis and play. And a lot of, we opened for some, you know, Curtis St. Thumbs, uh, you know, Commandos open for some. Plus, we'd headline our own shows and stuff like that. And, you know, um, so, yeah, that's how it all started, you know. It was just basically a coming together of people who wanted to have an original music venue. So, yeah, and it worked. And it, the energy, the, the energy level at that point was really exciting. It was really palpable. It was in the air. And it was just, you knew something was happening. And you knew it was just, and it was just like, Holy fuck. I mean, electricity was in the air. And we all were friends and we were partying together and stuff like that. It just, yeah, it was a great, great time. Um, very important time in this, in, this, uh, in this city's history as far as the music goes. 
I always love hearing stories about that. I just, uh, I never, I don't, I don't know if I quite, quite had a club like that when I was coming up. Maybe O'Gara's and Fine Line and that stuff, where all the bands would merge and open up for folks and work yeah. together. But, but the the stories of the Flamingo, I'm just always super fascinated with. Um, so let's say there was this greatest hits album or record or whatever of the Twin Cities music scene. Right. One of the top songs that would pop out on that would be, in my opinion, would be I Remember Romance. Uh, by the Flamin' O's, um, which folks are kind of, if you get confused about Flamingo to Flaming O's, you want to give us a quick just sum up Yeah, we had to to change the name. Uh, Johnny Ray, Flamingo was a five-piece, and Johnny Ray was uh, the other guitar player. Flamingo was me, Jody Ray on bass, Bob Mead on drums, uh, Joseph Barron on keyboards, and Johnny Ray on guitar. Johnny Ray decided at some point to go off on his own and, and, and have his own musical adventures and uh, he hooked up with some people and went out to L.A. Well, we became a four-piece, and that's when we started recording the first album stuff. But we also, at that time, got a letter from, the uh, uh, I think it was a, a lawyer, who represented the old R&B group, the Flamingos. who had some hits back in the 50s and 60s, and they had caught wind that we had the name Flamingo, and it was it was kind of a cease and desist letter in the fact that, well, this name is already Flamingos. This name's a little too close for comfort, so you have to change it. So, and that was fine. You know, we didn't have a problem with that. So we, we bantered about some names and stuff like that. Uh, we settled on Flaming Nose um, just because it was... Um, Curtis A. was out fucking around at the marquee one night uh, uh, at the Longhorn, and he took the name Flamingo, and he slid over the O, you know, so it was just separately on its own over there. So it said Flaming O. Well, we ran with that idea and just modified it a bit. We dropped the G, added the apostrophe, and added O's, O-H, apostrophe S. And what does it mean? Shit, it doesn't mean nothing, dude. It's just a weird, weird rock and roll band name, and that's all that it means. We just thought, we just thought, fuck it. I, it's it's weird. It sounds good, and let's run with it. And that's all. And that's how it came about. So, um, but we had to change uh, the name from Flamingo. So we took, you know, with some with, with some tomfoolery and shit, we changed it to Flaming O's, and uh, there there you have it, and stuff like that. Oh, great story. Um, so if you don't mind continuing with the no. story behind the song of I Remember Romance. Yeah. Uh, I Remember Romance, you know, once again, you know, songs come out, you know, they come out. I don't really re- specifically remember the hows and whys of that song. You know, um, it was a song that I wrote. There wasn't anything on my mind in particular in writing it. Um, not, I can't say that there was any historical... Uh, moment in time that inspired me to write it. It's just, once again, one of those, you know, you're sitting there with your guitar, all of a sudden the the chords and the words and the lyrics and the verse and the chorus come together. And um, 
it's uh, it came together. We got together to practice it, and Joseph came up with this great opening keyboard intro, and very iconic. And I uh, always wondered why it was never licensed out. I always thought that would be a great song, you know, if somebody was going to, in a movie or in a, whatever, you know. Uh, but in any case, uh, the song, you know, as we rehearsed it, it took shape. It took this shape. It had this great, it's one of the, uh, it's one of the few songs that have a keyboard opening and a keyboard solo. Um, and that is definitely not a bad thing, but most of a lot of the stuff that we do is very guitar oriented with keyboards adding that texture and that color, you know. But this is a song that starts with the keyboard, the, the solo is a keyboard. Same, um, same thing with the song Stop, keyboard, keyboard solo in that too, although the keyboards and guitars start that intro. But romance, I don't know, that's that's the magic of. When you have the right chemistry with the right musicians, you know, you have, when you're writing the song, it just comes together. And those, those are the moments you cross your fingers and hope for as a writer and, and playing with a band. And that's, that's just how it came to be. It was one of those times when everything just came together. And it's a song that holds up well. Uh, because I'm I'm not tired of playing it. I still love playing the song, and whenever we play it, it's still very powerful. And if people have never seen the band before, I mean, it's a song that stands out, you know. And um, as far as a song goes, you know, the elements of a song that I like when I hear a song by somebody else, I mean, uh, and and you know, not to brag about my own shit or anything, but it's a song that I still like because I like the elements of it. I like the chorus. I like the it's a strong chorus. It's a fun chorus. All the all the parts of the song I love playing. You know, uh, so yeah. Um, and thanks for mentioning it. Uh, um, it's I'm I'm very proud of that song. But you know, my songs only happen because I play with great people. You know, when I'm sitting at home on my acoustic guitar on the couch watching TV and trying to put these songs together. Um, you know, they probably don't sound as great as when we all get together. And whatever magic each person has in them that they contribute to the song, that's when it happens, you know. That's, that's the beauty, the magic, and the chemistry, the, al the alchemy, the alchemy of, of, you know, the chemistry of the band and stuff. So, um, you know, that's does how that, it... Does yeah. that song change key? How do you get the chorus to pop like that? Um, it, I don't know. It doesn't change key... In the, in the song, it's just, you know, the song goes along, it starts, and then you got the verse, and then it's just the way, yeah, it sounds like the chorus changes key, and it does in a way, it does, but, you know, there's the, there's the part, um, it's like two chorus, I remember romance, and then it goes into, it was all in my head, the big chorus, that's the part, that's yeah. where it feels it like it changes, it feels like it changes keys, and it kind of does, um, but I don't have any explanation for it because it wasn't planned. It's just that's how it came out, you know. Once again, you know, uh, it's like it's not, it's not, it's not a, it's not a uh, something that was planned. It's just that's the way when I wrote it. That's just the way the chords came together and stuff like that. And how it builds up. Like you can crank that in a car or in a gym or whatever. It's like and that drive. Yeah. 
Remember last night. Yeah, no, I still love it too. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, Thank you. I still love love it too. Thank you. I love that song too. Uh, I'm not sick of playing. It's still awesome to play and and it's very powerful to play. So, yeah, thanks, dude. Um, Well, I guess we're under some time constraints here. So, Mr. Robert Wilkinson, please check him out in the Flaming O's on Facebook, online, download their records on iTunes, go to yep. the shows, buy the CDs. Yep. Uh, check out Robert, one of my rock and roll heroes. Aww. It's been a privilege to sit here. Thank you, sir. And uh, we could have done a million episodes of a million more things to ask. Well, Maybe we'll do another time let's, down the road. Let's do it another time. Do another time down I am, the road. Uh, we'll, we'll schedule something down the road. I would love to come and chit-chat and lollygag with you again, Mark. And, uh, yeah, we can, talk, we can talk some more shit. I love talking about music. And, uh, you know, whatever you want to talk about, dude It's been an honor and a privilege And I really am appreciative of uh, you asking me on the show Grateful to be here And uh, let's do it again, brother Absolutely, thank you, Robert Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Starry Music Podcast Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sari Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.